Jay right in your face. Welcome back to the Fadeaway Podcast, episode number 18. This episode is brought to you by the Ball is Life Podcast Network. I'm your host, Fadi. I got Zaid here with me. Zaid, how you doing, man? Good, man. We're back just like our Rogers service. Oh. Um, spent the whole oh, day. Terrible, no, terrible. No, no service. Can't make a phone call, but obviously Wi-Fi helps. How can so there legally work? only be two providers and one of them just shut down for 17 hours? How is that possible? Not just that. How like, do you shut how down? how many businesses were affected by this how do you shut down for 17 hours i i've i've I've, we've experienced like 10 minutes 15 minutes before the whole day yeah that's a little how does that happen that's a little fishy i mean if if they got hacked shout out to the hacker they they clearly did a great job because 17 hours canada wide too it wasn't like a specific area everywhere it was canada wide so yeah we're bike our service is bike Raptors winning ways our bike somehow. Somehow. Somehow, um, some way. <laughs> Yo, but uh, how's your weekend, man? Talk to me. I know it's, uh, the weather's starting to warm up a little bit. People are outside. But, uh, man, we got slapped with another stay at home from the stay at home. Yeah, so uh, yeah. we're deep, not staying deeper, at home twice. A deeper stay at yes. home. Um, but then parks come back to... To I mean, to the picture, we're allowed to go to parks. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some parks or whatever. They banned like them initially, though. And then they brought them back. Yeah. Um, because of the out, you know, the outcry from the people and from all the mayors, the mayors yeah. were were going off about it. Um, I don't Doug, know how Doug Ford is clearly a very smart guy. No, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why he would even he would even think about closing down the, the parks. But, um, but yeah. So you, you know, you try to go outside, you try to enjoy the weather. Um, I, I've been hearing rumblings about some snow coming in this week, which is shocking because the weather's been pretty nice. But that's how Canada works. When you yeah. Get, we got a couple of weeks of good weather and then it slaps you with some snow. Yeah. yeah. And then another thing, too, that we probably won't get a chance to talk about, but the the European Super League. Ooh, wow. The wow. ESL. That First of ESL? all, it's called the ESL. Oh, that sucks for anybody. Anybody in Canada is like, come on. Come on. That's <laughs> English second language, you know, whatever. ESL. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the ESL, man, the That's European a huge Super move. League. Uh, these. Pretty much uh, 12 of the best soccer teams in Europe band together. And they're like, yo, we're going to create our own Champions League. And you can't do anything about it. And it's kind of interesting because I know everyone's like, oh, I didn't sign up here to listen to soccer talk. Yeah. yeah. But it's interesting because I think that it has an this, effect. this has an effect on the way sports are going to be handled. And mm-hmm. if if many of these athletes are seeing worldwide that they can do it and keep the, the money themselves and – it's gonna the be leagues, tough out here, man. It's gonna leagues, be interesting. The leagues go obsolete and they become the B leagues. Like for so you know, if 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 the top ten NBA teams can create a league by themselves and the players get a share of the revenue or whatever, then that's gonna change the landscape of, of how sports 100%. are done and all over the world. So you'll it throws out the balance though. Absolutely. It throws out the balance. I mean, if if you were to talk about it from obviously from the European standpoint, from the soccer standpoint, the English league, the Premier League, the the, the Spanish league those don't become the best leagues in the world anymore. That one super league becomes the best league in, yeah. in the world. And the same thing can happen with the NBA if, you know, they kind of follow suit. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens and how the precedence is set by, I guess, um, by soccer. Um, it'll be very interesting. It'll be very, very interesting. Apparently it's, it's the players one. aren't down, though. So it's a, it's a bit of a mess right now. And yeah. coaches aren't down. Players aren't down. It's pretty much the only, like the front offices of the teams because – they obviously the, the want to make money potential. They want to capitalize off their name mm-hmm. and their stature. Mm-hmm. So it, it's interesting, man. It's um, 
it's very interesting stuff just to say the least i think it's it's like you said it's uh it's unprecedented times and it'll be interesting to see how they handle that situation mm. uh but man lots to talk about this last week um yeah. steph curry snapped in everyone's faces uh there was a couple a of big injuries unfortunately a bunch of people snapped a bunch of people got injured unfortunately yeah and it feels like every week is three weeks um but before we get into the whole league-wide saga let's just talk some raptors because a lot of raptors it seems like right when the raptors decided hey you know what we're done trying to win games this year they go and win three straight games three with straight. nobody in the lineup so uh talk talk to us about man the week that they had and and i know that it wasn't a three and a week but they did win three straight so talk to mm-hmm. us about what, what you saw so raptors week. are currently sitting at three straight uh, they went 3-1 and one on the week, losing to Atlanta, but beating the San Antonio Spurs, which are a pretty quality team. And then, um, obviously, beating Orlando and OKC, which, you know, we know what they're doing. They're not trying to win games anyways. Um, so their product is kind of, their, their encore product is not the greatest for the most part. But uh, I think, you know, we come here every week and we talk about, well, we have, we have been talking about, obviously, the team. And then, obviously, we talk about the, guy, the big guys, the Freddies, the Kyle Lowry's, the Pascal's. Uh, the OG Ananobis, um, Norm Powell was big. Was a big part earlier in the season. Uh, even Gary Trent, when he came on, uh, came on board, we talked about him a lot because of his performance. But this past week, and even the, the week before, we've been seeing a lot from the other guys. We've been seeing a lot from the future, the the younger core, uh, the guys who are going to be maybe leading the bench or playing a part maybe next year. So um, I think this week, let's just talk about those other guys individually and what we've been seeing from them and what we can expect from them from the future. I think that's the best thing to look at. Um, start off with Malachi Flynn. I think he has benefited the most out of Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry being out and not playing many games. Fred Van Vliet has only played once in the last three or four games. Um, so, you know, Flynn's been starting. He's been running the team offensively. Um, he's been and doing a fantastic job. He's doing job. a fantastic job. In the last seven games, his uh, assist-to-turnover ratio is 46-10. to 10. So he just he's taking care of the rock and he a young player too. Very young player, but he's a mature player, and, and that's what you get out of those guys who are, are are four year university guys. You know what I mean? They're drafted not young compared to the guys who are one and done. They're drafted at twenty two years old. They've yeah. played a bunch of basketball already. They're ready for the league, and you can see mm-hmm. uh, in the way that Flynn plays. You see the way he runs the offense, the way he runs the pick and roll, the way he finds his guys. It, it's just he's so mature in that sense, and you know. To me, before before I you know ask you ask your opinion on on, on Malachi, mm-hmm. with Fred with uh, with Kyle Lowry most likely leaving the team next year, you've got your backup point guard of the future in Malachi Flynn, and you've also got you know not only your backup point guard but the guy who can also play alongside Freddie like you've been doing Freddie and Van and uh, Kyle? and Kyle Lowry for mm-hmm. the last what three or four years. So it was, they made a great pick in Malachi Flynn. I love that Nick Nurse has been letting him play and let him go and, and, and kind of letting go of that short leash. And that's been yep. happening with all the guys we're about to mention today. Um, so, you know, what, what, what just impresses me the most out of, out of, from Malachi is just his maturity and his ability to run the team. Yeah, absolutely. And it was funny because we watched him struggle early in the year. Immensely. We watched him Immensely. struggle. And it wasn't even just a struggle. Like, he wasn't making sure. He didn't look ready for the league. Yep. And they did send him down to the G League, and he had a couple great games. He had mm-hmm. a good stretch there. But I think the biggest thing for me, so I'm looking at it here, and you can see he was hovering around the 10 to 15-minute mark. Some games he go up to 17, 18 minutes. Yeah. Ever since he jumped to starters minutes, so I believe it was uh, April 2nd would have been his first game logging the 30-plus. Before that, it was all bench minutes. 
Ever since he did that, he has seven out of his ten games are double-figure scoring. Wow. Impressive. Seven out of his ten games as a starter, he's put up double-figure. Some of the assist numbers we're seeing here, eight assists, 11 assists, seven assists, eight assists, five assists. So his feel for the game has been great. His pick-and-roll, I know that out of college, everyone knew he was one of the top. He was the top players uh, in the nation. Pick-and-roll, like, yeah. especially pick-and-roll yeah. players in mm-hmm. the nation. And, mm-hmm. and we kind of like I – don't, I don't want to say clowned his dad because I don't think anyone clowned his dad, but his dad yeah. was coming out and saying – you know, he's the best pick and roll guy. Throw him in there. You know, everyone's like, hey, man, like it, it's not always going to translate to the big leagues. Right. But I, right, it, it kind of came at a perfect time. He got starters minutes as soon as the Raptors got some bigs. Yeah. Because what I've seen him and, and Birch and him and Gillespie Amazing. run Amazing. has been beautiful. Like a lot of times, and, and what, what really gets to me is the patience. So he'll come off the screen and he won't just look for that. He'll keep the dribble alive yeah. as the big is coming, put it right in the pocket for him. And I mean, I've just been really happy with the maturity, the chemistry. Yeah. Um. And, and the, I mean, you can tell when a player's got that it factor. Oh, absolutely. Big absolutely. shots in the fourth, mm-hmm. and that dude. I I don't know if, if it's a fluke. I think it's hard to fluke clutch scoring on a consistent basis. He had a, he had a bunch of games where he was scoring very timely he's threes. Scared. He's not very scared timely of, threes in the fourth. He's not scared of taking it. He's yeah. not scared of making it. Mm-hmm. And he's made some big, big, big shots. So. Shout out to him, man. Um, series of career highs over the last like three weeks. Yeah. So I just I'm happy to see it. I'm honestly happy to see it. And you realize we took this guy at 29th. Not so bad for not bad at all. Not bad at all. And and you talk about his assist numbers. It's not only the actual assist that he's getting. There's a lot of times where he's getting the hockey assist where he's he's keeping his dribble, he's keeping his dribble, he's keeping his dribble, making the right pass, and then the. The person who receives that pass makes one more swing over, mm-hmm. and they're they're able to benefit from a three point shot or an easy draft to the basket. So, he's literally a carbon copy of Freddie. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And defensively, he's just as intense. Um, I don't think it, it really it really shows in the numbers just yet. He, he's got a few games where he gets two steals, he gets four steals. He's, he's kind of been hovering around that two steal mark, mm-hmm. but just defensively, he just stays in front of the guy for the most part. And you know, for a team that plays very poor perimeter defense. They're going to need a guy at that one spot to be able to really uplift that team defensively. So overall, like just night and day between, you know, when he first started out as a Raptor and, 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 and getting those maybe 10 minute, 10 minute, logging 10 minutes per game. Now that he's getting 30 and he knows he can make mistakes. He knows he can learn from his mistakes. His confidence level has just shot through the roof and mm-hmm. you just see it in how he plays. Absolutely. And I was just looking at his three point percentage numbers. Cause I think that. Um, they should be getting a little bit better, but they are at around 32%. I'm okay. willing to bet you That's okay. it's because of the start of the year. Because, yeah. like like I said, in starter minutes, right, we're looking at he had 16 points, 50% from three. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11 points, 50% from three. Uh, what are you, 19 points, 67% from three. 20 points, uh, 22 points, 46% from three. 16 points, 43%. 12, 15 points, 60% from three. So th- these are solid six seven game sample it's not just a one-time thing so yeah. his shooting is definitely getting better it's more efficient uh and and like i said it seems like he's grown very quickly yeah very very quickly. i think what there's six need, and four with him in the starting lineup by the way what we need to understand is that look i get the growth the growth is definitely a part of it but he always kind of had this in him it's just when you're when you're playing with a coach that you make one mistake he's gonna pull you it's a tight rotation you're timid. You don't want to make the wrong mistake. He, in the beginning of the season, he just looked not confident. Yep. And you can see in his, the way he shoots, the way he he selects his shot. He rushes them. He wants to get them off. He wants to get 
his touches. He wants to get his shots up, and it just ends up being bad shots. Now that he knows he's running the team, he's just been so much more efficient, so much mm-hmm. more effective. He's choosing his spots, and it just shows the night and day yeah. difference where a coach puts some confidence in you. This is what's going to happen, and yeah, it looks yeah. amazing. I, I think that this year's um, lack of success or tank – it has come at a perfect time because mm-hmm. I think you're transitioning between championship caliber team to rebuilding with your young guys yeah, there. Yeah. And I think having that buffer where those secondary guys can get some run. Yes. I think is going to help this see for the this, future. For, you know, this is kind of like a blanket statement for everybody that we're going to talk about today. But this run for this for these other guys, these guys who are going to be probably the second unit next year is going to be so, so important, important because. A lot of the games that the Raptors won this week were pretty close games and they had to learn how to close down the stretch. And when you get your bench guys or your future bench guys next year to learn how to win games, to learn how to win tight games, to make the right decisions in close games, that's going to be huge for maybe you play a tight game and Pascal fouls out. you got to throw in a sub in there. OG fouls out. you got to throw in a sub in there. Right? Well, it's it, going to be it, huge for them. It's feeling a lot like uh, bench mob 1.0. It, yeah. Bench yeah. mob 1.0. You fast forward a few years. Exactly. All those guys are now starters with Max. We had, deals. I think we had said that earlier that yeah. these guys, like these guys are going to be the second coming, the of, second coming. Of, of the bench mob. Yeah. Speaking of uh, other bright spots, cause there's thankfully a few to talk about. There's this a week. lot. There's a lot this uh, week, man. Let's, let's start. Well, let's move on to Utah, Utah, Watanabe. That's my bro. That's, that's our, our guy, guy from day one. That's Congratulations, day one. Utah. Congratulations. Uh, Utah Watanabe was able to turn that two-way contract into a, full into a full-time NBA deal. So shout-out to Utes, our man. The Ute. Watanabe Bay from day one. I just want to say, like, people laughed this guy out the room when he got dunked on by Anthony Edwards. It happens, bro. People said. It happens, man. When they said that he's the number one sales in Japan, they said the Raptors only brought him in for the sales. jerseys. <laughs> they brought him in for global presence. And what does this Come guy on. turn around and do? He shows you with opportunity mm-hmm. that he can not only freaking rebound like a monster. Yeah. I love his presence on rebound. I think yeah. that has been the one thing from the beginning of the year that we said we're like, this guy. He can, can do rebound. it everything. He can do everything. But his confidence over the last two weeks has taken four steps. Yeah. And I know that you were tweeting a lot about this through our account because this dude is now pulling up without even looking. He looks like pure he catches it it's going up wow uh, on a wow. dime doesn't matter i'm running doesn't matter he's putting it up his confidence is and this is a guy that just about a month and a half two months ago the complaint was if you're on the court and you are not shooting the ball why are you on useless. the court why you're, you're not a threat exactly so now we're coming in this guy can't be even like he can't even be an, an ounce less confident yeah from what he is right now so i it's it's amazing to see i'm happy that he got that deal i love having him here and i think he gives amazing man we've been consistent on him since day one this guy's a gem and what he does on the court is very underrated it, it comes down to what you said confidence same thing with malachi same thing with all of these guys it's confidence yuda when the stars were on the court deferred so much to the stars understandably so i'm not saying he should he, he shouldn't do that but he almost looked scared to shoot the ball. He gets the ball, he passes it right away. He he kind of just saw himself as that utility guy. I got to rebound. I got to do all the dirty work, which is fine. I love that. But like you said, if you're not going to shoot the ball, why are you on the court? We need you to be a threat. You're going to be if if you can shoot the ball, you can space out the floor for these other guys. Mm-hmm. I want to put up right here the the highlights from his career his career high 21 point game. Just look how he's driving the ball. Kisses it off the glass so quick. We have the fact never, that he's going down the right and flo- like a floater jumper with We have never seen Yuta shoot this confident. Look at it. Triple threat. Bam. Dunks on everybody. 
we have never seen you hands to Loki. Yeah, he did. We have never seen you this confident. Look, he bring he bring the ball up the court. Little little shake, little shake. Drives in it himself. Doesn't even look to pass the ball. It just looks so pure. Look at him running the pick and roll with Gillespie. Bam, pull up jumper. On the dime. I didn't know he had a on pull the up dime. jumper. It looks so good when you're confident. Look at this. Bro, you Steps into it. This Look how pure. Was here for threes. Look how pure he looks. He That's looks a big so, shot too. He looks so confident shooting the ball, and it just—it's night and day once again from when he first came in. Look at that. Keeps the big ball high. Again. Keeps the ball high. Gets the end one. These are things that you can tell he's been working on all year. Just the way he placed the ball. He kept it high. He didn't bring it in. Yeah. So it can be swiped at. Look at this. Doesn't even look to pass. Bam. Yeah. Kisses off the glass. It's amazing to see his improvement and how he's how he's evolved as a player. His offensive game. It's just it's it's amazing to see because he just looks like such a complete player, and nobody expected this to happen. Everyone's like, you know, he's raw still. Uh, he's still got some work to do. He's he's got a great NBA body. Still a lot of work to do, but the work looks like it's 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 being done. Yep, can shoot very well, very smooth, can handle the ball very well, and the more he plays, the more confident he gets. He's gonna be a guy off the bench next year that's gonna really give us valuable minutes. Yeah. So it's exciting to see what he's been doing. I I just think Utah Wat Watanabe is one of those guys that, like I said, you can't quantify his presence on the court because yeah. he does so many things. Like he's the king of the hockey assist. He's the king yes. of the of yeah. the rebounding. Yep. Like he'll box out your guys so you can get the rebound. Um, he just does a lot of great things, and that's all besides his defense. His defense is incredible. Mm -hmm. He gets his hands in there. He works and there hard. There were a few defensive sequences where he's not budging. He's not moving. He works hard, like you said. He's scrappy, I, and I'm just happy to see like him succeed, man. Um, another young guy that's been doing, or I guess finally got his first chance to start. Mr. Paul Watson Jr. Yeah, another yeah. guy. We came on here saying we need more more Paul Watson minutes just mm. to see, right? We gotta see it, what he's about. It reminds me of a few years ago when Pascal was still the G League guy, and and you come in and in the in the summer you're hearing like, oh, apparently this Pascal guy is like, you know, this year's the year, this is the year, and and Paul Watson, they're like, yeah, yeah, he's got the skill, he can shoot, he's big. We saw him in the 905 last yeah. year. He looked yeah. pretty decent, and then this year. Um, hasn't really gotten consistent minutes, but gets put in the starting lineup. And what happens, sir? What did he do? His drops first a, start of his NBA career. Drops a career high thirty points. Um, I think he was shooting mad efficient. Um, I'm just trying to get it here. Seventy. It to have been. Yeah, seventy-seven percent shooting really from the yeah. from the field, and it, it was it was beautiful to watch. It looked like he couldn't miss. And once again, that confidence he had when he dropped twenty. He was letting some of those that, fly. He was letting it fly. So what's very interesting on on, on that flip side is that he dropped. 30 on that game but he was minus three overall in that game so a guy who was known for his defense obviously when you drop 30 your defense is going to take a bit of a toll mm -hmm. um but we still need to see more from from paul watson it, it was a great flash of what he can be and how he can contribute um he hasn't had a consistent season this year because he had a he had strung along a few games where he was scoring pretty well 12 point games here and there and then obviously the COVID protocol kind of kept him out for a while. Uh, he came back from that, scored nine points, and then next game scores 30. He's a guy who can hoop. He's a guy who can come off the bench and give you some points, give you some buckets. Um, great size, great length, can defend when he wants to. Um, so I think he's going to stay on this team, you know, for the for the foreseeable future as a guy coming off the bench. And, you know, I think this year he, he got upgraded to that full-time contract uh, uh, and, and no, no longer a two-way kind of guy. So... We I mean, still I'll take him over Terrence Davis. I'll take him. Over, oh, of course. Bigger, He's bigger smart. frame, taller. He's guy, also smarter. He knows. Shots, he yeah. knows how to play the game, and that's very important. That's a guy that, you know, 
if 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 you're not gonna come in and score, at least come in and do the right things, make yeah. the right plays. Terrence Davis could not do that, unfortunately. So, um, by the way, Utah. Sorry to bring it back, but mm-hmm. he's shooting forty percent from three. Beautiful on the season. Beautiful, and he has the same birthday as my wife. Oh, nice. That's cute. October thirteenth. Nice. Um, 1994. See, I knew that this guy. I knew, I knew. I knew it. It was meant to be. For the, I knew. With I knew there was something. Same day. No, no, no. One year. One year away. She's 93. One to 93. Yeah. But one I'm year 94, away. 94. She's yeah. October 13. Damn. It's meant to be with him, eh? I, I knew there was something about this guy. He has. He's got a little spark in him, man. Eh? Yeah. Like, I, I knew there was something about to, this guy. To bring it back to Paul, uh, I don't know what you, uh, you you saw other what you saw from him other than what I said, but just we. I need to see more personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he can score. He put up that 30.9. That's great. Can you do that consistently? Can you help this team consistently? And that's what's really going to determine whether he stays on the team or whether he's going to have to bounce around the league and look for something yeah. else. I mean, you nailed it on the head. I think that it was the biggest thing for me was the confidence. Yeah. Uh, I'm weary, to be honest. Anytime I see somebody score 30 points shooting over 70%, it doesn't happen I always, always ask myself, is that a fluke night? Because yeah. If you're if you're a, a regular thirty percent sh- like score, you're probably hovering around the forty 50. to fifty percent mm-hmm. field goal. If you're in the seventy plus, that's just sounds to be like a really good <laughs> night that you had. Uh, but nonetheless, we're not expecting him to go get thirty no. every night. And the fact that he showed that and he has the cannon, the shooting ability for it. And like I said, he's taller than than Terrence he's Davis. Big, yeah, man, he makes he's better big. decisions than Terrence Davis. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I'm happy to see the guy getting his opportunity, and like I said, man, it's just it's constant positives when the young guys are developing and they look good. Yes, yes. And you know, honestly, Pascal Siakam's got to start stepping it up because man, there's guys coming if for his some spot. Some of these dudes bro. can start stepping up and be consistent. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous. I'm yeah. not saying that they're gonna take over his position, no. but it might start looking a little. A Dangerous. little shaky for my guy. But mm. anyways, to move on from him, let's go to uh, Montreal's very own, the first one. The first one. Um, the original. The original uh, Montrealer. Oh, but shout out shout out to Montreal. They had three guys on dude, the court. that's crazy. Yesterday, they had Dort, they had Boucher, and Burge at the starting. same time. All starting. It was amazing to and see. Two, two of them snapped. Amazing Dort to see. And thing. Um and, and And Leo was, was, was going off about Canada basketball. Canada basketball, man. Up, not not just up and coming. I think it's 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 very close to we're here, yeah. right? And so it, it was a big night for them. But um, Chris Boucher, doing what he's been doing all season long, dropped thirty one points yesterday, twelve rebounds. Um, it looked like he was unguardable yesterday. It, it was insane to watch. It, it pretty much looked like he was um, unguardable. It it obviously it's, you, you you talk about who it's against. It's against a team that doesn't really have any guys who can guard or or, or guys who are you know extremely quality NBA players. But from what I from what I took from that game in the last few games, I think Chris Boucher is benefiting immensely from Ken Birch being at the five and um Freddie G at the five as well and moving C B to the four. I think he looks a lot more comfortable. Um his 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 the position at the four doesn't require so much strength out of him anymore. He can step out and shoot the three and he's shown that all season long. Um but he's still rebounding well. And that's the key. If you're going to move to the four spot, please, please, please rebound because the Raptors need it, and he's been doing that. Um, it, it's amazing to watch how how confident he's been all season, regardless if he's playing well or if he hasn't been playing well. You want to trade him away last weekend, or sorry, last week uh, with the, the trade that you found. And, it, and I mean, it, I, I entertained it. You entertained it. Um, the people thought I was James ridiculous. Wiseman isn't doing this, but James Wiseman is also a first-year player, which I understand. I'm yeah. just, I'm just trying to, you know, throw you some shade here. But 
he's he's look you he's bring up great you bring up an interesting point about his rebounding because i want to like over the last what is it nine seven eight games yeah let's say their last one two three four five six seven games mm-hmm. right he's had 19 rebounds 14 rebounds 12 rebounds 12 rebounds in four of those seven games which is odd to me because now there's a, a real big man there yes. and he's getting more rebounds than before yeah yeah so I guess you can say he's a little bit more comfortable in his position. I, I don't know. Very comfortable. Maybe man. there's another guy there banging body so Chris can sag and get the rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what the case may be. Um, but like I said, man, I just don't think that it's Chris long-term. gets better from this. I mm-hmm. think even if he does this next year, it's great. But I don't, I don't know if it can contribute to winning when we're actually at that level. It'll be interesting to see. But, I mean, there's no knock. I can't knock him. The guy is... And he doesn't just get you double doubles. He's putting up thirty and ten, like, <laughs> and he's hitting big shots. Like he yeah. had massive shots in yeah. the win last night. Yeah, so and, you can't and, knock him. But from for 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 Chris Boucher's future, I don't think he next year he becomes a starter. I think he still comes off the bench next year at the four spot. He comes in and gives you the offensive push. He gives you rebounding when he wants to rebound. He comes in at the four spot. Doesn't have to bang with the big boys at the five. Uh, doesn't really have to put on all that weight, all that muscle, exert all the energy at the five spot. So for his future, it, you know, you, you say he doesn't get better than this. That's fine. What is he, 28 years old? 28, 29. 28, yeah. you know, you want him to, to grow or keep growing with those OGs, the Freddies, the Pascals. That's their group. That's the same age group. You, you have him for, th- if you have him for, if you sign him for three years or if you have him for three or four more years, he's a solid backup to have at the four spot. He doesn't solve the Raptors' issue at the five, which is a glaring issue. That's not his fault, though. He just cannot play the five. Mm -hmm. But at the four position, especially if he's a backup four, I think that's a great fit for the Raptors. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no knock. He's on contract next year for seven mil. Man, Um, that's not bad at all. If he's putting up 30, 30 and 10 games. I wish for his sake that... This was the career. This was the contract season because he would got. I, I just don't know at the end of next year when he's actually thirty, what is going to be in store for him if and, he can continue to do this next year. And not just thirty. A lot of a, a big part of getting a contract and playing well is what's the opportunity? Are you going to get the minutes to be able to play well? He's he's the feature guy when 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 the Raptors aren't playing OG Freddie or Pascal. So he's the guy putting up all the shots, right? He's proving that he can make them, but. Next year, when everybody comes back fully healthy, mm. there's a full lineup. He's coming off the bench. He's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna have as big as an impact as he has um, as of late. But I still think he'll have an important impact, and hopefully, um, maybe the Raptors bring him back after yeah. next year. I think that would be a great move. Um, but money wise, I don't know how much he's gonna get at 30. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, like we said, man, like it, it just looks good to see your young guys develop, mm. and especially when these guys guy are too. from Montreal, uh, just down the street, I yes. guess. Yeah, uh, down the relatively. street, relatively. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so shout out to them. And uh, the last Montreal guy, and another couple guys we want to talk about is Ken Birch and Freddie Gillespie. So Love the them both. incoming Raptors big men. So obviously, all season we've we've been very vocal. Not just us, all Raptors fans about whether it's Baines playing like garbage, whether it's um, just no rebounding happening. Boucher no, at the no five, Pascal presence, at the five. Whatever it's not going to work. Be. Yeah, exactly. So we've been pretty vocal all year that the Raptors are missing that. And they were able to bring in Ken Birch, who's not on contract at the end of this year. They were able to bring in Freddie Gillespie, who's on a two-way. Um, ten day. A, a ten day. We signed a second ten day, by the way. So congratulations to you for he earned it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
especially he's playing really hard, man. I really like both I, of them. I both didn't them. give him the night. Look, when they signed him, I'm like, yeah, you're like, who the this hell? doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. why would you go and do this? But he's young. Yeah, this kid is young. He's he young. He has a lot of potential. He works really hard. He plays really hard. He is 97, 1997. Oh, wow. So okay. Very young. He's 23, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20, 23, 24. So there's nothing you can say. I mean, he's playing really hard. I can't, I'm not going to hate on him and he's inexpensive, but these guys, we've been, we've out rebounded our opponent in the last three straight games. It's beautiful. Three games ago, we had the season high in rebounding and all three of those games wins. Aaron Baines did not touch the court (laughs) one second. These are three straight DMP CDs. That's did not play coach's Coach's decision. decision, meaning he's healthy. The coach said no. Um, and this is interesting, man. It's interesting for a couple of reasons. One, um, I feel like Baines' career is done. He's thirty four at the. Uh, he's thirty four right now. Oh, he's old. He's wow. old. He's old. He's wow. going to be thirty five at the end of this year on a on a team option next year. Uh, and he's not coming back. And it's very interesting because the the Baines fan club turned against Toronto. Did they? Have you not seen their no, content? No, they've been ripping on Toronto. Why? They've been posting pics of him in every other jersey, him holding a, <laughs> jer- a championship trophy with the Spurs, um, and then they're just dissing Toronto. Then they put out a thing like we've only been heckled by Toronto fans. Sucks. Yeah, like bro, come like, on, man. Just be self-aware at the very least. Come be on, ap- man. Apologizing. I Toronto thought you fans, created bro. this as a troll. But yeah. I mean, now that you're serious, it's kind of weird. I I, I I don't want to take away from Cam and Freddie's performances by saying by like you know the the, the DMPs are great. Yes. What I'm seeing from from Cam and, and Freddie, I hate to group them together, but they're the same position. They're kind of fighting almost for the same spot. Um, the way they play the pick and roll uh, as the screen man and as the, and and the way they roll to the basket has been phenomenal. The way they how physical they are has been phenomenal. I think Freddie sometimes can be a little bit lost on the court, just not knowing where to be, not knowing where to go. Uh, and that's a, I think that's absolutely fair for him. He's he's still kind of getting adjusted to it, and and to be able to get both of them for chips and cookies. You know, you, they, were, they came at pretty much no cost. Um, I think it's been great for the Raptors. I don't know if this still solves the problem, though. Uh, with a team that, as great as they have been, and I have no complaints about their game at all, I can't knock them at all. They're still, I think, a bit undersized at the five spot. Ken Birch is a big boy. He was a lot bigger than I thought he was when he came on. He's a big boy. Even Freddie G, short, but... Big, strong, both of them very strong. I don't know if the rim protection is going to be as good as the Raptors need it, especially when the Raptors are playing such poor perimeter defense. That's my worry. Future-wise, I think Kem will be a great backup five for the Raptors. I still think they need a starting five. Imagine Gillespie becomes the starter. Because he's 23. I, I Maybe in the future, in my opinion, with Yuta with now becoming a full-time player, I think Freddie G gets that two-way contract for next year. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. That's my guess. It would make the most sense because you're going to get rid of Baines. You sign Birch. Stanimal's going to Stanimal be gone. We'll get to it. We'll get to that. Um, but Stanimal, I think, most likely is going to be gone. Um, and you, you you bring in Freddie G at the five spot. You know, let him develop the nine oh five. Let him come play some minutes when there is availability to play with the with the A team. Um, but as far as what I've seen, if if they were taller, they would be perfect. Mm-hmm. That's just the only issue. The rim protection is still an issue. Um, Despite them getting a few blocks a game, actually, which is very surprising to me, but we just need the Raptors just need a bigger presence at the yeah. five. But the thing is, I think that we don't necessarily need a big name at the five as Not much a big as name. we need a reliable. I'm talking about size center, yeah. yeah because re- I think 
I think the thing with the Raptors, and, and this kind of goes into into a little bit of what I think about this season as a whole, is I ultimately still think the Raptors heavily underachieved. I think that there, is, there are too many players on that roster in the top five, six mm-hmm. for you to be 11th in the East, in the East specifically. So I still think tenth, that they did. A tenth now, I think. Um, yeah, and I still think that they they heavily underachieved, but they're, they still have pieces in their core where they're not rebuilding. No. They're, they're like we said in the beginning of the they're year, developing. they're rebranding. Yeah, rebranding. Because they have a lot of contracts in place. There's yeah. no flexibility financially. Mm-hmm. You have young guys that are growing with the team. A guy who's already been an all-star, a guy who's borderline all-star in Fred Van Vliet, mm-hmm. a guy who's going to be a perennial all-star, all-star hopefully one day with Gary Trent. That'd be, so you that'd still be have a core. Sweet. Yeah, a great core at that too. So it, it it it'll be interesting to see who they pick up, especially with Baines falling off and not and not being re-signed. I think that's going to be huge. Um, and now let's let's go to the guys who we don't think are going to make it back. Yeah. Or in my opinion, I, I no don't disrespect. Think, no disrespect at all. What it is, uh, Stanley Johnson, who I honestly was had very high hopes for. I just don't think he's been able to grasp how to play with this. He team. has some good games, and then he has games where he looks like he has it's no idea really what bad. he's yeah, doing. Yeah, it's and really it, bad, and it's it's no knock to him or his game. It just doesn't look like he fits with this team. Sometimes he takes ill-advised shots. He's not consistent from the three-point line. Uh, a lot of times he doesn't find the point guard. He'll he'll rebound the ball and he'll bring it up and he'll make the wrong pass or the wrong play. Um, so he just doesn't look comfortable. Doesn't look like he's grasp it. Grasp he's the offense. He's only twenty four. Yeah, he's still young. I think he's going to get signed by another team. I think he's going to definitely get another opportunity. I just don't think the Raptors are going to keep him, especially no, with no, no, no. the two new additions that they've got. I don't think they would have kept him this year, but he had a player option. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> and he exercised. Um, and then in, in terms of Francine Rodney Hood. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah. He he's just non guaranteed next year. It's, he's just he was a contract kicker with a ten million ten million falling off the books for the Raptors. They're definitely gonna make use of that. It just doesn't look like he's fit. He's coming off of that Achilles injury that he's still trying to find yeah. his rhythm, his way in the league. Um, so in terms of their future, and I, don't I just think, think they like, last. Chris Boucher gives you better Rodney Hood minutes. Oh, of course, yeah, so yeah, absolutely. When it really comes down to it, like you would rather put different pieces. This is on just your it's roster. not a knock to the players. It's just Does this ben is how you stay. I think Bembry stays. I think Bembry's a great glue guy. I think he does more than what the stat sheet tells you. Um, very smart, knows how to knows. I said, he's slash, on I said, I said best slasher last last week, and I got demolished by the. You know pole. what? People, you know what pissed me off? Like, oh, it's not slashing; it's cutting. Which yo, I honestly, well, I'll take. It. I was wrong. It, it should have been cutting. I meant cutting. My bad. I think I still didn't would have gotten the numbers that I got. But he's just a smart player. I think he's a good player to have around, even if he's at the end of your bench. He can come in and defend for you. Yep. He's a good size. He can handle the ball. Knows how to hoop. I think he stays. Um, but as far as the guys who go, I think it's going to be um, Rodney Hood and and and, and Stanimo who are going to leave. And and Baines as well. But Baines, uh, let, let's move on. Before we move on, I wanna I wanna bring up a few things okay. for the Raptors. Um, overall, you see how much talent they've had. They've had I think it was seven players score thirty plus points this season. NBA high, right? NBA high, some sort of record high, whatever. We've got scores. Now, my question for you, which I haven't asked you yet. Raptors are 10th right now, looking like they don't know what they want to do. The, the, the young guys are coming in and playing games. They want to win. Nobody wants to lose in this league. If the Raptors stay at 10th, maybe even move up to 9th. I don't think they'll they move up to 9th, but they stay at 10. You qualify for the playing game. Do you bring back... Freddie, OG, Pascal to play in that playing game? 
I was thinking about that, and even I was even thinking about the the whole playoffs. Like, do you bring them if you if you advance? Do you bring them back and make a run? Because this could be a dark horse team. I don't I don't know about that one, but no, um, no, it depends with Philly the matchup. In first, yeah, with Philly in first, like, Brooklyn and, and in second, it'll be have, tough. You're right. You're right. You're right. You have to do at the 11 seat or the 10 seat to make it. You're right. You're right. I don't. Think it's a lot. Right. Right. And and even then, I don't think they stand a chance. But I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day, and personally, what I would like to see. Um, I would stick to the to my guns. Yeah, it's kind of like it's it's. I feel the same way. Like if there's a game and the Raptors starters put them down thirty, and then the bench brings them back. Keep the bench. You're not going to put the starters back in the game. Yeah, you keep the you ride it out with the bench. So I understand, and I don't think that they would think. I don't know because it depends if they think that they can really win, then they'll put them in. But I don't. I don't know. It'll be I don't very know because you know, we, we know Kyle Lowry's out. He just doesn't. Maybe he's not playing. Fred Van Vliet. He looks good on the all bench. Healthy. Pascal. will put it up. Pascal's shoulder. For it. Pascal's shoulders injured, but he's out here celebrating and doing whatever with his teammates, which is we got great. Fine for it. Which is BS. Which is huge BS, by the way. The league is literally after the Raptors this season and every season. Honestly, what's going but, on, man? Everyone's sitting down. OKC sat down. Horford. Who's the other guy? There's another guy. Drummond. Before he got before he Cleveland. got released, he, sits down. Drummond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Everyone's a, the a day bunch we of those. did this. The Utah Jazz rested their whole starting lineup, and the Raptors. But nobody got fined. gets fined outside of the Toronto. Raptors. The Spurs got fined, who are also a target of the NBA. We we we've in, in recent years, especially Pop, always gets targeted with yeah. these things. Surprising, right? When DeRozan goes there, they become the target. Yeah. Right? So another Toronto um, guy. Yeah, but I, I honestly I agree with you. I don't think you bring those players back. I think. You 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 write out that season the season with these guys where I think the challenge lies and why you especially why you don't bring these players back is that Nick Nurse has got has to get these guys adjusted to has to get the starters or sorry the bench adjusted to the starters the real starters that means you're back on a short leash that means you're back to playing maybe without the confidence that you once had knowing you're gonna you're gonna get that run and I think that's gonna be Nick Nurse's biggest challenge in the summer how are you gonna get this second group acclimated and adjusted, and how do you get the chemistry flowing with the starting unit? That's going to be Nick Nurse's job during the summer. Nick Nurse is by no means on the chopping block. It's one season. He's had three great seasons in a row, uh, or two great seasons in a row, whatever it was. Um, his job during the summer, and come next season, the team needs to look like a team, and that's going to be the biggest thing for them. Absolutely, man. Um, let's move on to around the league. I think that's enough Raptors talk mm-hmm. for everybody. But let's talk about um, around the league. So I want to start off with a special shout out to Wardell Stephen Curry Jr., <sighs> aka Steph Curry of Davidson. This guy is snapping, fantastic, snapping. He's a fantastic basketball player. It's the least. Uh, it's the least I can say. Really, this week in four games played, the man made. 36 three-pointers that is the number one over that much over that many games in in nba history Mm -hmm. he had three games this week alone where he scored 10 plus threes each game yeah also an nba best he's putting up 31 on the season he had 53 42 and 47 points in three of the four games 33 in the last one the bucket he's putting up 31 on the year 31 6 and 6 this guy is incredible man mm-hmm. i don't know what is going on here this guy just get, gets better and better he's put he's averaging 40 in in the month of april 39.9 shooting 49 percent from three he's a shooter 
The best that's, that's, shooter. Way, he's putting up 14 a game. 14 threes a game. He's making 49%. He's 40 he, points. He's not that. He's averaging the most points since the All Star break. He's just, you know, I think he's heard enough of the the chatter of him saying he's he's, he's not filthy. Maybe, he's not. Maybe, they weren't saying he's really washed, but they've been saying, you know, he's not as good. He needs his teammates. He is running circles around defenders. It's incredible. The shots, the shots that you see him put up are are. Any, They're all any, right. Any other player in the league, I don't care. Even honestly, even if Dame Lillard took these kinds of shots, you would get upset. You would say it's a bad shot. Only the shot that only Steph Curry, you can't say it's a bad shot. He He's, he takes lunging threes, diving threes behind the back, around the around the defender, whatever it is, and then goes in. The he's, guy is a generational talent, best shooter ever, man. What he's doing is incredible. I would love so much for the Warriors to build around him properly to help him once again win more games. Yeah, yeah. once again, I don't want to say that make it sound like they never did, did before. Yeah. Once again, <laughs> but to rebuild around him because he still has lethal basketball left in his system and yeah. I think he could still win a championship if he's in the right place. He's, I think he's, he's made it clear that he wants to stay. He's aging, man. You you can't sleep on that. He's yeah, 33, he is. That's what I mean. But 34? right now he's putting up 31 points a game. So, but he, so by and he's window, doing it by himself. His window is is getting it's there. It's closing. So it's time to it's really but time to take advantage. But is it closing though if a guy doesn't rely on his athleticism? <sighs> he's a shooter. He's a shooter. Shoot. Round shot till he couldn't shoot no more. But the way they shoot is way different. I will, I will, I will say that. I don't think. Yeah, you, uh, I, his window at 33, 34 years old, I think, is wider or is more open than anybody else at 33, 34 who he relies on their athletes. Right, but he's still 33, 34 years old. I don't know how much you know your the wear and tear comes into play. The ankle injuries. I don't know if that affects you as you grow older. Um, but you, you got you got to get your guys healthy again, Clay. Needs to come back healthy again. Um, they hopefully they can put together a nice season next season for him. Um, yeah, he shot fifty-eight percent from three the night he scored forty-seven, and that's just that's Stephen Curry number. We say you know we say he's taking guy, ridiculous shots and converting them. What we say when a guy shoots seventy percent from the field, blah blah, blah it's a, it's a fluke, fluke night for Steph. It's not. He can go up to that. And I, I think he had a, um, in one of the games he had ten threes by the third quarter, and he tries to sneak into the game again. And Steve Curry sits him on the bench. That's how you know you're great. When you're third, when you when you've got ten threes and three quarters, and you try to sneak back in the game, of course, like no, 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 sit yeah. down. You're, you're, I you're think good. it was the it was the forty two point game. He put up forty two in twenty nine minutes. Incredible. Eleven of sixteen from three. Incredible. Um, and in less happier news, um, Jamal Murray out with a torn ACL off that misstep. I think we were both watching it live. I was watching it from home. You watched it from home against the. I think it was against the Lakers. Um, kind of like a routine. Drive kind of maybe missteps a little, maybe lunges a bit too much off he the lunge, I think off the one foot. Lunge a little, uh, um, it, and you knew right away. You knew right away. So you know, shout out to Jamal Murray. If there's somebody who's gonna come back stronger, is Jamal him, Murray. He's got, like, he's got the dog in him. It's just so stupid. Like it's so easily <laughs> avoidable. Had this schedule not been like this packed, this jam packed, it's a little and, ridiculous, and, and, man. But I, w- and and the next night, Donovan Mitchell got hurt, but thankfully, thankfully yes, no structural damage there, so he's gonna be back in a little bit, but he's still gonna miss a lot of time. What what I will say, you know, this, obviously we know this, this the, the the shortened season, the shortened training camp, the shortened uh, the tighter schedule, obviously it takes a toll on the guys' bodies. Um, what I will say, I don't think we've ever seen. The ability to come back from a major knee injury nowadays has become not I'm not gonna say a lot easier, but a lot more likely. We've seen guys come back from knee injuries or major injuries like the Achilles and be able to come back as a usual self. People forget OG Ananobi 
tore his ACL in college. Still very young, still a lot of time to work on rehab on that on that knee, but he came back amazing. Zach Levine, people forget, major knee injury, came back, became an all-star. So with Jamal Murray being very young still, um, still kind of approaching that prime, if there's somebody that's going to do it, he's got that dog in him. He, I think he tweeted, you know, he'll be back um, stronger. He tweeted like a you love, could take a the, the, the basketball. fight out of you could take the dog out of the fight, but you can't take the fight out of the dog. So, so I've got you know the utmost confidence in him being able to come back. But man, like Denver, ha- it was going to be their season this year. It's tough, man. It was going to be tough their from season. a playoff perspective. It's tough from a Team Canada summer perspective yes, because yes, he was supposed to play, and and the team is looking like we said, like they're about ready to be here. So. Yeah. It sucks for him all around, and I hope he can come back quickly from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Donovan Mitchell, too. I want to talk about Zion Williamson. Um, before before we go into Zion, shout out to uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Oh, yes. Uh, who yes, retired yes. Um, abruptly earlier this week due to it was a regular heartbeat during his yes. last game. Um, great career. He was 50 points away from a 20K uh, point career. Um Watching just every, you know. 20K new, points. Yeah, 20K points. Yeah. Um, watching every news channel. Or not, not news channel. Any of you like like the the, the the TNT and everybody um, speaking just highly of him as a teammate. You know, Dame said we should retire his number today or tomorrow, uh, right away. It's a so bit emotional, sh- but shout out. I mean, he, he meant a lot to Portland. He meant a lot to Portland in his years there. Um, yeah, but people are out here saying Hall of Fame though. That's a that's a, that's a I got to do that research. That's a, that's a debate for another day. To but, me, uh, he's been irrelevant just as long as he was relevant. That's all I'm going to say. That's a tough one. We got to look into that one. That's going to be a tough one for another day. But um, shout out to him on a great career. Um, hopefully, he can stay healthy post-career. Hopefully, that does have an effect on him post-career. For sure. Um, but yes, back to Zion. Go ahead. Yo, you know what, though? On mm-hmm. the LaMarcus Aldridge thing, he came from the same high school as Chris Bosh. School. Same state as Chris Bosh. Texas, baby. And they both went out, unfortunately. Wow. Some serious health injuries. Abruptly. Crazy, right? Dang. Same, that's, they that's, went out the same way. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Man. They came out the same high school, same state mm-hmm. and everything. But uh, Zion Williamson on a tear continually. I mean, we, we talked about It's incredible, about man. It's it's crazy. He's right now, by the way, playing point guard, and he is murky. And <laughs> he has been incredible at the one spot, and I think that's why they're shopping Lonzo so actively. Just physically, he's just dominant. He's not fair. And it's his assist numbers man. are looking really good, but... Um, very interesting quote from his uh, game against the New York Knicks. He was which we'll talk about right now. He was giddy, but he goes, "I mean, New York is the mecca of basketball. I love playing here. I played here in college. This is my first time playing in the pros. I mean, this atmosphere. Whether they're cheering for you, whether they're booing for you, it's amazing. Honestly, I think outside of New Orleans, obviously, I think this might be my favorite place to stay. Outside of New Orleans, I can't even lie to you. I can't lie to you. Zion to New York. And what we're not even including here is." The amount of smiling he did, giddy, the giggling he, he was, was doing, giddy. It was bro. like it was like when you ask that kid about his girl, and it's like, yo, they just started dating last <laughs> week, and he can't stop like, you know, giggling while telling you. It was exactly like that. Another thing to point out: who plays for the New York Knicks? Who's their point guard? R.J. Barrett, point guard. Whatever. Who's their guard? R.J. Barrett, wing. R.J. Where did he go to college? I know they're roommates. They're roommates. So. Could it could you be. combine all the new NYC talk? My boy RJ's there. They're killing it right now. Jeez, but I, the thing is, I feel like the whole um, Zion and Julius thing would have to. They really have to like figure that out. No, no, no. But by the time they that actually might uh, Julius will be gone. He'll be gone by then. Listen, this is this has been the pattern for every star player, every high draft pick that's come in the league. You come play your first three years on whatever team drafts you. 
you sign, uh, you you enter restricted free agency. They sign you again for another four years. Yeah. At seven years, by the time you're in your maybe sixth or seventh year, you say, "I'm tired of being here. I want to get traded, or I'm not going to come back and be signed." No, and you, that's when it happens. What's your reaction if you're the New Orleans front office and this kid went on and uh, he just said all that and you're like, "Oh, uh, we're gonna lose him." Like, not we're only gonna lose him. Not only is like, we need him here five to seven years. It's his second year. But they're gonna have and him. He's for, out here salivating. You, you look at they're gonna have him for five to seven years. I mean, hey, who goes to say he doesn't ask for a trade next year? No, no, no. But listen, these players. They want the bag. They want that max deal. So it's you get the, Zion's they sign. Get the deal. That's what I'm saying. They, they're going to sign the max deal. Who can offer him the most money? Yeah. New Orleans. So he's going to be here for another th- at least three or four years. It'll You've got that time to, to really build around him. Do I think he might go to New York one day? I mean, based off that yeah. that reaction. He, he definitely told us he, he wants he, to. He doesn't seem like the type to not want to play there and not want that kind of pressure. So yeah. um, especially the way we see Julius Randle playing, which we'll get to in a second. It's doable. And if you've got great coaching, it's doable. So um, maybe in the next three or four years, we'll play this back and we'll and we'll we'll uh, we'll laugh. We'll see that we were yeah, right. Perhaps, man. Maybe. Perhaps. And let's finish it off by going to New York City to talk about your guy. I think you owe me an apology. A guy that I owe you, you owe an, me apology. an apology. I owe him an apology. I apologize I to you about Schroeder. The world of basketball, an apology. Mm-hmm. I apologize for all the Julius slander slander that I've put on his name. He's a late bloomer, I he will is, admit. He is, he is. But I this guy is absolutely fantastic. He scored 30 points in four straight games. With uh, a 44 all four point wins, nine. W's. They've yep. actually won six straight games. Um, what Julius Randle is doing is incredible. 34, 32, 44, 33, mm-hmm. all double-doubles. Yes. Um, with the exception of, I think, one of them. But this guy, what he's been able to do is nothing short of fantastic. The jump that he's made. What he's been able to do in New York. In New York. Uh, what he's been able to turn that team into. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just been fantastic. And he's the forefront of that. So shout outs to him. Shout outs to you. Anyone who saw it. I, I, the the I, team. and not I only, definitely roasted on him for years. I mean, I mean, deservedly so a little bit. The first four or five years were, were, were a struggle. The way he's changed his body. The way he's changed his attitude, his work ethic. I feel like he's even changed his game. I don't know. Maybe he's just getting more well, opportunity. Well, he's, he's gotten now. more skill, more opportunity. Helps. I didn't know he was this good a shooter. He, I mean, I, I, I saw um, a video about him talking about Kobe and the impact Kobe had on him and, and teaching him the work. And I think the best part of that is that he just... It's not just him working out. He's been able to get guys on his team all to work out with him and lead and be able to lead by example and include his teammates with him as he as he does his work. And you see the work paying dividends for himself and as a team. And honestly, you can't you can't mention the Knicks without also without mentioning Coach Tibbs. He's got them at the number one defense in the league. This is a team like you look at the Knicks. They look kind of look. We like, went through this together. They look like a, a bunch of misfits. misfits. You, bring, you, you throw in D Rose. RJ Barrett also is having a great season, which we can't we can't um you know keep quiet. But you look at the other guys like Alfred Payne's in there. Like there's guys that just Bro, like let's you look like, through the roster right now. It's it's literally all misfits. Even um, Julius Randle is a misfit. A misfit. He's a guy that was being thrown around because um, he didn't fit. So okay, uh, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly. We can't hold these they're, guys they're because young. They're, they're young rookies. They're young. Or, or, or Julius Randle, misfit. Reggie Bullock moved around the moved league around. a lot. I'd say a misfit. Nerlens Noel, misfit. misfit. Alfred Payton, misfit. misfit. Alec Burks, misfit. misfit. Uh, Taj Gibson, misfit. misfit. Uh, D Rose, misfit. 
John Todd, Henson's on this team? No, Todd, Todd, that's, Todd that's Gibson, Todd Gibson and D Rose, not necessarily misfits, but just they had to bounce around the league. Todd Gibson, more, maybe more so. But D Rose already played for New York before. Yes, this is, a, this is his second it's stint. His second stint, so his second he's stint moved in New around, York, man. But he's with Tibbs. Same with Todd Gibson. He always Todd, uh, Tibbs also always has to have guys from that original <laughs> Chicago Bulls team. But listen, they've made it work. They work together as a team. They play defense together, and defense wins games. And they're sitting, so they've won six straight. They're sitting in sixth place, 0.5 games behind the fourth seed. If they get home court advantage this uh, this year in the playoffs, that's that's it's an incredible that's an incredible leap. Even if for they the, don't, the then they get the top six. I think it's incredible. It's man. incredible. And I, you know what I was thinking is, a city like New York, all they need to do to recruit players of the highest level is have one relevant year. I think this summer is going to be a huge summer for New really? York because New York now there's a lot of stars that are, that are like okay they're the playing Knicks are well. relevant yeah. the Knicks are in the Mecca they're in New York City I don't know I'm just saying I, I think now it makes it very interesting and two years ago Katie would have never paid a visit to the Knicks and he didn't yeah I think things change now I do I will say I don't think from the outside looking in I think I don't think players want to play for Tibbs just because of his reputation. I, I think, think this that year might that be, changes though. This year that changes, especially Randall's been very vocal about giving credit to Tibbs All and, of them. and and saying it starts with Tibbs. He's the one who's really implemented this, you know, for our team um and, and led and led the team in in, in, in in the schemes and in how they play. So it'll be interesting to see if people actually end up signing with the Knicks. It's been it's hey New York is the Mecca of basketball, Madison Square Garden is the Mecca of basketball, but it has not been the last 20 years and yeah. it hasn't felt that way but we'll see this may be the turnaround that they needed um but shout out to Julius Randle I'm yeah. hyped I'm excited to see the playoffs this, and I'm excited yeah. for for the Knicks like I said if they come back to relevancy it's great for basketball when the Knicks are relevant great for the league I everything. remember when Steve Novak was hitting those threes and oh and wow just being a fan watching the Knicks fans react to that Crazy. was just exciting the days Mello was hitting game winners exactly. against the Bulls it was very exciting mm. stuff with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this week's episode. You know where to find us. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you send your DMs. TikTok. You can find us. Yeah, we're on TikTok, TikTok too. A pretty mm-hmm. cool clip. So uh, you know what it is. Shout-outs to Ball's Life. Shout-outs to you, sir. And we will come at you 